0: Praise God. John, book of John chapter 19, Uh, read uh, just a couple verses. You know the story. Jesus is on the cross and he's already been on trial. He's gone to Golgotha. He's been nailed to a tree, nailed to the cross with his hands and his feet nailed there. Crown of thorns on his head and he is the perfect sacrifice for us. And I'm thankful for Calvary tonight. I said, I'm thankful for Calvary tonight. Amen. The Bible says here, John's, John was an eyewitness. Verse 28, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished. He said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. All things were now accomplished that the Scripture might be fulfilled He said, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost, and at that moment, we know that the veil in the temple separating the holiest of holies, the veil, the Bible says, was rent from top to bottom. Amen. And there's great significance in that, and that we have access to the presence of the Lord, we have access to the holiest of holies. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit in my life this Amen. morning, this evening. Praise God. So i like to uh, preach this message tonight. I was asked earlier today about Wednesday nights, and is it the same as Sunday? I said, I just try to go with what I feel to share. Amen. So I feel like preaching for a few minutes tonight. Uh, I hope you'll preach with me tonight. But I want to preach on this subject, an open-door policy. I'm thankful God has an open-door policy. Can somebody say Amen. Amen. Would you right now just lift your hands and give God some great thanks one more time in this house. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful you have an open-door policy. I'm thankful you said whosoever will, let him come. God, I'm giving you all the glory and all the praise tonight. God, I pray in Jesus' name that this message tonight would resonate in our souls. That you would let this edify and be an edification to the body of Christ in this place. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Help me tonight, God, to deliver your word, your truth. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. I'm thankful the Lord has an open-door policy. Praise God. Amen. All of us are sinners saved by grace tonight. If there's any question about that, nobody's walking on water. If you feel like you're perfect and you can walk on water, we'll have have a test right after service. Praise the Lord. But Isaiah 53 and 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Isaiah's prophesying about the coming Messiah, about Jesus, God in the flesh, 800 years before Jesus came on the scene. And so he says here that there's one to be one that will uh, take on the burden of humanity. I'm thankful he did that at Calvary, aren't you? Yeah. Romans 3 in the New Testament, Paul writing to the church in Rome in chapter 3, he said, For all have sinned, all have sinned, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified, that means to be made innocent. Freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Again, I'm thankful that Jesus went to Calvary. Thankful that Jesus shed His perfect blood. Praise God. Because I'm a sinner saved by grace. I was a sinner. I was lost. I needed redemption. I needed to be saved. Just like every one of you here tonight, you needed a Savior. You need a Redeemer. You need a Messiah. You need Jesus in your life. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 2. And you hath he quickened. That means to be made alive. Who were, past tense, dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. But God, but God, who's rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened or made us alive together with Christ. For by grace ye are saved. I'm thankful for mercy and I'm thankful for grace. Thankful for the love of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten. I'm thankful that He robed Himself in flesh and allowed His flesh to be crucified on that tree called Calvary so that my sin could be washed away. So that my soul could be saved. Titus 3 and 3, It was not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. I didn't save myself, He saved me. I didn't redeem myself, He redeemed me. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful that I was baptized, but I'm thankful I was baptized not just in the water, but I was baptized by the Spirit in the Spirit. That I was baptized in Jesus' name, but I was also baptized in the Holy Ghost. Romans 5 and 8, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you glad he made a way out of no way? Anyone else thankful for the cross tonight? Brother Cotton, aren't we thankful that he went to the cross and shed a perfect blood so that we could be saved? Praise God. I'm thankful he went to the cross and paid the price I could not pay. Yeah. Yeah. Romans 6, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Acts 20 and 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to, lead, to feed the church of God which he hath purchased. Everybody say Purchased. How many have ever made a purchase? How many made a purchase today? My, my, my. Y'all like spending money. God purchased you with His own blood. He purchased my redemption with His blood. He purchased my salvation with His blood. He purchased my justification, sanctification with His blood. Amen. And I'm glad his blood still works. His blood still works. Like the song says, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was in sin, he died upon the cross when I was lost. I know it was the blood for me. Nothing else but the blood. Only the blood of a perfect sacrifice. Only the blood of a perfect lamb. That was without spot. That was without blemish. He paid the price for us. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. You're bought with a price. He was betrayed by Judas for 30 pieces of silver, the price of a servant. And they took that, the, the 30 pieces of silver, and they took it and they bought the potter's field, the field of broken pots, a bunch of crack pots, like all of us once were. We were lost. We were a bunch of crackpots. Somebody looking around all self righteous, self dignified. He must be talking to you tonight. I ain't got no crack. Have you looked in that mirror lately? Some of us aren't as cracked up as we think we are. Some of us maybe are more cracked up than we thought we were. But he bought me with a price. And the price was his blood. Praise God. And I'm thankful that he paid and bought me and I was purchased by the blood of the lamb. Because now I can stand here redeemed. I am free. It's like that song. He set me free. Once like a bird in prison I. No freedom from my sorrow. Got that song? Jesus came in. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm like getting worried. We better start singing some more hymn, old hymnals tonight. Amen. But He set me free. Yeah, He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound. I'm thankful he broke the bonds with his blood. I'm thankful he broke the bonds of prison for me. You know what? Let let me just, let me give you a little revelation tonight. I'm not so sure that the blood that was placed on the doorpost and the mantle was to seal those that were within. It was not to keep keep them in. It was to deliver them from out of bondage. The blood of Jesus wasn't just to seal me in. I know we're sealed. We're covered by the blood. I understand that. Praise God. I'm thankful I was buried in baptism, buried in his name. The blood was applied, but I was resurrected out of that grave. They were sealed by the blood so their life could be preserved, to be delivered out of bondage and slavery into the promised land. It wasn't to keep you in, honey. It was to bring you out. Somebody needs a revelation. The blood wasn't to just bring you in the church. It was to bring you out of the world and into the church. No man can serve two masters. The blood wasn't shed at Calvary so that I could be in the church and stay in the world. It was to bring me out, to bring me in. The world shouldn't be. Don't hear me now. We want people to come in. We don't care who they are. God's no respecter of persons. But they need to understand when they're baptized, they're not to be, they're in the world, but they're not of the world. We don't need worldliness in here. He set us free. Did not Jesus say in John 10. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. He said, straight is the gate, narrow is the way, and few there be that find it. I'm glad I found the way. That leads to endless day. Oh, I'm thankful I found the door. Revelations 3 and 7, he said to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, I write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. Talking about Jesus. He that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. The Bible... Has an open door policy. He said, I have set before thee an open door. I have made a way of escape. Once, like a bird in prison, I dwell, but no longer. I said, no longer. Jesus said, I'm skipping a little bit, but he said in Revelations 1, Jesus is speaking to John in Revelations 1, verse 18. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. That's what he said, amen. So be it. And I have the keys of hell and of death. That means those, all of us, who were lost in sin, who were bound in a spiritual prison. People say, well, he died on the cross and Jesus went to hell and he took the the keys of death, hell, and the grave from the devil. The devil never had those keys. That's That's not what I'm reading here. He went to the cross so that he can open up the prison door for us. He said, I set before thee an open door. You don't have to stay in that prison cell if you don't want to. You don't have to. Oh, I I wish somebody would preach with me on a Wednesday night. You don't have to stay in that that mess that you've been living in. You don't have to stay in that condition. You don't have to stay in in a sinful cell of of disease, spiritual disease called sin. But I paid the price to open the door that you could come out from among that stuff. First Peter said, He hath called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. I was in a dark jail cell, but God, who's rich in mercy, wherewith He loved me, He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock. He pulled me out of a sinful cell. Praise God. I'm thankful God has an open door policy. He said, I came to open a door. No man can shut. If you want to get out of that situation, you can come out from among them. Praise God. I said it, I don't know, probably hundreds of times. But there's only one door one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's only one door of escape. There's only one way of escape, and that's through Jesus' name baptism. He's the only one that went to the cross. He's the only one that's the perfect lamb. He's the only one that was without spot and without blemish. He's the only one, and his name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. He said and did, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He said, I came to your cell. I came to your jail cell, your spiritual cell, where you were lost in in darkness and despair, and I have the keys to death, hell, and the grave. You don't have to die in that condition. You don't have to die. This this isn't a death sentence. Oh, come on, somebody. You don't have to. You don't have to, can, to stay in a jail cell, a spiritual cell, that have a death sentence pronounced over you. But he said, I came that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. I don't I refuse, Brother Cotton, to stay in a death cell. He came that I might have life. Oh, yeah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. that's my foundation tonight. Back to the text. Here here we go. Now I'm fixing to preach. John 19, our text, after this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Fulfilled. The root word is teleo. Same word, you're going to see it again. Verse 30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. Up here, he said, fulfilled. Down here, John said, finished. Same word. The root word is teleo. But the cool thing is about this, thank you, Brother Krantz, for the blue letter. uh, I appreciate that. There's some things I've learned from that. 42 times you find this, this, this word uh, translated, finished, fulfilled, the debt paid in full. That's what it's mean. Everything's paid. The debt's paid. Everything's done. There's no more hanging over your head. There you go. There's Michael Mulling's interpretation. 40 times to Leo, but 42 times you find it, 40 times is to Leo, But there are two times that that word, that Greek word, was used by John, it was used in the perfect tense. Right here. My mom just got the revelation right there. do you see that look? Woo! Mom, can you define the perfect tense? <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me read it to you. Perfect tense. It speaks of an action that has been completed in the past, but still has results continuing into the present. His blood worked, and it still works. God saved, and He's still saving. God redeemed, and He's still redeeming. Oh, somebody get the Revelation. God delivered, and He's still delivering. In the Greek, so the past tense said it happened. It was he, but he didn't say it was. It was finished. He didn't say I am finished. He said it is. to teleste or to telestai he said it is finished it is perfectly finished because I'm the perfect sacrifice (laughs) hey Greeks y'all gotta get this one right here you need to understand when Jesus said it's fulfilled it is finished it was perfectly fulfilled it was perfectly finished he's the perfect sacrifice He's the only one because he's the perfect God. He's the perfect sacrifice. He's the perfect Messiah. He's the perfect and in the perfect tense. It was, it is, and it forever will be. Why? Because he is the same. Yesterday, he's the same. Today, and he'll be the same tomorrow. He is the perfect Sacrifice for every generation. Everything in the Bible points to the cross, points to Him on the cross. Everything in the Old Testament pointed ahead in time to Jesus on the cross. And everything in the New Testament points back to Jesus on the cross. Everything is about Him. (laughs) Praise God. die. finished it's completed his blood still works salvation it was good for the disciples it was good on the day of Pentecost guess what in 2023 it still works his blood still works the Holy Ghost is still for everybody the Spirit of God is still for everybody. The, the promise is unto you and to your children and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Why? Because it's a perfect message. Woo. On the cross, Jesus said, It. Tetelestai. It is finished. It's complete. You you need to understand the word tetelestai. John is using this word to describe the meaning of what Jesus was saying on the cross. Because he had an understanding of what Jesus was saying. This word in the Greek that the Romans would later adopt and use the very same word. But the Greeks used that word, be te- in the perfect sense or the perfect tense. It was the word that they would use on business documents. This is in the New Testament time, in biblical time, in the Greek time, the time of Christ, even before the time of Christ. He comes on seeing the Roman Empire who was kind of the Roman Empire evolved out of the Greek Empire. So you still have people speaking Greek at that time. And so it was used on business documents and receipts in the New Testament era indicating that a bill had been paid in full. It was like... Right now, you see it. Even today, a lot of times you'll see if you pay off a bill or you pay off a car payment or something, and and you'll get that. A lot of times they'll stamp it in the red and just stamp it, and they'll say "paid in full." The Greeks would say "tetelestai." Jesus on the cross. Come on, come on. I'm the perfect sacrifice. Every sin. That you committed. My blood is big enough to pay the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is called, this is where you, you can just let it sink in a little bit. Let it marinate just a little bit. But it, but it gets even better. I love history. So at the time of Christ, when a Roman citizen was placed on trial, they would be accused of their crime, similar to a trial even in in our court system, in our justice system. But a Roman citizen that was accused of a crime would be placed on trial, put on trial, Just like they brought Jesus before Pilate and Pilate said, I find no fault three times. I find no fault in him. And yet they still said, give us Jesus. Let us crucify him. Give us Barabbas. But I find no fault in Jesus. Uh, he's, He's innocent. That's why Pilate said, this blood, let it be on your heads. Let it be on your hands. He's perfect. But when they would be convicted of a crime, They would take at the sentencing or at the hearing like Pilate did to Jesus and he sentenced him to be crucified. They would take the crime or crimes that they were found guilty of and they would write each crime and they would place it over the Prison cell of the prisoner. And over the prison door, <laughs> above the door of the prison, they would list the crimes that they were guilty of. And yet, the only crime you can find Jesus being placed at his death sentence was that he is the king of the Jews. King of the Jews, our Messiah, took our place at the cross. It's fixing to get good in here. When a Roman citizen was convicted of the crime, they would serve their sentence in a Roman prison. And they would put that certificate, they called it a certificate of debt. And they would list all of the crimes committed of the criminal of the convict of the convict and they would list all the crimes and they would put that above the door of the prison cell get the picture it would be nailed <laughs> dramatic pause it would be nailed In front of the prison cell listing all of the crimes they had committed. He was nailed on the cross. And while he's nailed on the cross with his sentence of king of the Jews. The king of the Jews, the king of of glory took our place. And the certificate of debt that listed all of the crimes. In modern day, let me bring it to you, modern day. In modern time, they call that a sentence or a sentencing hearing. When criminal cases, when someone is found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, and they're found guilty. There's a jury of their peers that say guilty, and and so there's there's a... that, that, that's the, the, the trial. But then there's a another hearing that, that, that pronounces sentence. Somebody's been found guilty of said crimes. The crimes are read into the record at the sentencing hearing. So, very similar in time. So Let's go back to in time. So when the Romans would find someone guilty, they would put them in a prison cell and they would nail to the cell the the crimes of the person, the criminal or the convict that those that that had been committed, they would nail that to the door, above the door of the prison cell. And that was a certificate of debt. But when the prisoner... Had served their time when the prisoner had paid the debt to society. Usually it was the very same judge who put them in prison. <laughs> Would write on their certificate one word to tell less time. It's finished. Uh, oh, you get Come on. The judge himself would go and write on the certificate it's finished. Yeah. When everyone else would see the crime or wanted to see the crime all that anyone could see is to tell The only thing anyone so the prisoner when they were set free When the prisoner was set free they got to take the certificate with them so that whenever they would be questioned or the devil might try to come and accuse the brethren they had a certificate and all they had to do was show one word, one phrase, it is finished. When the, I come to preach the Apostolic Rock Church on a Wednesday night. The devil wants to come and accuse and remind and say, you did this and you did that and you committed this crime against the Lord and all you got to do is say, I plead the blood. I've been washed. I've been sanctified. I've been forgiven. It is finished. He paid the price so i wonder if anybody remembers some of the things you did some of the sins in your past i wonder now would be a really good time to pull out your paper now would be a good time to pull out your paper and remember everything that is under the blood it's under the blood it's finished i've been set free If you're thankful, your blood your your sins are under the blood, give him praise. Somebody shout, it's finished. It's finished. It's finished. I'm closing musicians come. The freed prisoner would get to leave. They would be set free. The judge, I'm thankful I got a judge that paid the price. I'm thankful I got a judge that set me free. I'm thankful I got the Holy Ghost and the Word of God written and inscribed on my heart. I'm thankful that I got a God that said it's finished. Let me put it to you this way. Paul, who held the coats while they stoned Stephen, he's writing to the church in Rome in Romans 8. He said, there is therefore now. Hey, Paul, aren't you the guy that was murdering the preacher Stephen? Aren't you the guy that was going around persecuting the church? Aren't you the guy that had an anger problem? Aren't you the guy that used to cuss and used to fuss and had a bad attitude and had a bad spirit? And Paul says, He paid the price. He paid the price. His blood still works. It's the, this is the perfect tense. His blood worked and it still works and it's going to work tomorrow. He saved me. He's saving me and he's in the process of saving me tomorrow. The freed prisoner set free and they had their certificate of debt and they would list every crime they committed. But the judge would write over all of it. You know what I feel like someone needs to do? The devil's accuser. He comes and wants to, he wants to accuse you of crimes and sins and your past. Paul said, forgetting those things which are beyond. You just need to, here's what you need to You need to go, hey devil, here's your sign. Hey, devil, here's your sign. You want to get him mad and angry? Here. The devil says, you did this and you did that. Yeah, such were, were past tense, some of you, because the present tense, the perfect tense, is this one right here. <laughs> I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. Once like a bird in prison I dwelt no freedom from my sorrow but jesus came and listen to me glory to god he set me free come on why don't we stand in this place and give god some praise